Hey, fellow explorers, welcome to episode 238 of the TDR Now podcast. We're the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, Shanghai Disneyland, Universal Studios Japan, and eventually Singapore and Beijing, which just opened not that long ago. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime in the future. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us over on our website at tdrexplorer.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those places, all under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one that got up at an ungodly hour to get a Demon Slayer popcorn bucket, and I succeeded. (laughs) And here, as always, is the wonderful Patricia. Hi, guys. (laughs) I want to know... I'm the one who wants to know how early you got up to get the popcorn bucket because like USJ, I love how they play, I don't know, like fast and loose with the opening time. They're like, yeah, we're going to open it this time, but actually we're really going to open an hour earlier. So like, what time did you get in line to get into the park to get the popcorn bucket? I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> once we, once we get into that. Yeah. Okay. I have to reel people in, right? Like we have to reel people in so they continue listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, Patricia, what have you been doing? Oh my God. I've been living my best Halloween life, Chris. Oh, I saw. Okay. Uh, uh, we're probably going to talk about this on the bonus episode, which leads us into our Patreon. <laughs> if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, TDR Explorer. Oh, wait. Patreon.com slash TDR now. That is our Patreon for the podcast. And one of the perks is we have bonus episodes every month where we just kind of talk fast and loose about about whatever. And we're probably going to be talking about what you're just going to bring up about Halloween because we're going to be talking about like what we've been doing around to celebrate the season. Because you and I are like the biggest Halloween fans. Yes. Love it. Love it. Best season. (laughs) So where were you? Because I, I saw a picture on Twitter. I, it was a it was a blood bag. Oh, that was that was right next to my house. So they, you know, Hyatt Regency, like yep. Tokyo Bay, they have on the rooftop bar. They have all these different Halloween cocktails. There's one that I didn't try, and we're probably gonna go back before October is over to try it. But we did the blood bag cocktail, which had like a raspberry liqueur. And then there was like a frozen cocktail and I think it had like lychee and what else was in it? Something red. (laughs) And the lychee looks like an eyeball. And they had like, okay, they had this Halloween plate, which had the best thing ever. It was such a good idea. It's a foie gras macaron. Oh, that's odd. I know you would think, oh, is that, how's this going to work? But it works and it's so so freaking good right now it's you know the time when all the kids entering high school are like cramming so we're not like going anywhere right now we've kind of like been hunkering down trying to get our child into high school (laughs) just doing things locally and stuff like that and there's so you know it's right so so there's so much to do i can't wait to talk about that we're going to talk about it on the bonus episode so that's what that's what we're going to do yay So yeah, um, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now if you want to uh, help support the show. It's the $15 level for the bonus episodes and you get access to all our previous bonus episodes as well. So we have, I think, four years worth of bonus episodes. So you got a lot of content to go back and listen to. We're talking about Demon Slayer and Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Japan today. Yay. I had a wonderful time at this. 
It looks so fun. USJ is, just like you said, they're kind of fast and loose with everything, and I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we've mentioned this many times before in the podcast, but like, there's just a big cultural difference between Tokyo and Osaka. There's like, Tokyo is kind of seen a little more cold and stiff sometimes, and <laughs> Osaka is very like, warm and inviting and just kind of like you know kind of almost like laissez-faire like a little bit like yeah (laughs) yeah it's like yeah whatever it's fine it's cool that's kind of how the difference between tokyo disney and universal is as well like you kind of have like those stark differences but yeah they have the 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 demon slayer event which is on now until uh february 2022 so that's good and there's also the halloween horror nights which is on until november november 7th so, you know, we got like less than a, about a month left of Halloween Horror Nights. The best thing about these two things, they don't cost anything extra. Yes. <laughs> it's all included in your day ticket. And the ticket is so affordable, too. It's like insane. Even though they're, they've upped the prices of the tickets, mm-hmm. uh, University of Japan is the most expensive theme park in Japan now per day. Uh, in terms of ticket prices. Worth it. But there's so much. Because they give you so much. There's so much content. Yeah, they give you so much entertainment, and they're constantly investing. So 100% worth it. And of course, there's Super Nintendo World, right? And Mm -hmm. Harry Potter, plus all the other things that they have in the park. And then these special events that are, like we said, included in your ticket. Yeah. So you're still getting, like, for value... It's still very much worth it. The value is super high for those tickets. Yeah. Exactly. So let's talk Demon Slayer. Okay. I want to know everything. Did you do do the training and what were you assigned? I didn't do the training. Okay. I didn't have time for it. So unfortunately, I did skip that. If you were assigned, what do you think you would have gotten? Probably Thunder, Lightning. That would be pretty cool. Okay. I can see it. The one that Zenitsu has. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's my he's my favorite because he's whiny and I feel like him and I would get along because I'm also very whiny. No, Chris, you are not <laughs> look, Zenitsu. No, we do not we do not stand Zenitsu. But you would be, uh, no, you are not a Zenitsu. Who would I be then? Look, a lot of the characters are annoying on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most animes, most characters are annoying to some extent. You would be an original character. You would be t- uh, you would be Chris. Okay. The Canadian who traveled to Japan to become a demon slayer. <laughs> Back in the, the early 1900s yes. in, in Japan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, l- let's talk about this popcorn bucket. Let's. Okay. The, the stand makes her little noises. Yeah, it does. I was thinking you, you meant the popcorn bucket. No, I, I like, wish oh, the popcorn, popcorn bucket, bucket did. But yeah, I wish no. it did. That right? would have been extra if they did. But yeah. No, yeah, you're, you're right. The The popcorn stand has like sound effects of her, <laughs> which I, I think it. is hilarious. A lot of people are confused about, like, if you haven't seen Demon Slayer, the character, she has a bamboo shoot in her mouth. And you're like, what is that for? It's a talisman to so she doesn't bite humans yeah because so she doesn't she's a people. demon yeah so that's basically what it is that that's all it is can i tell you a funny story like years ago what? before the show was like I this might have been before the show was out we were like in the we went to tokyo dome for like something i forgot what it was and we were in the shop like the jump shop and i was like what is this girl like i was like is this some kind of bondage thing what's happening with the bamboo i was like <laughs> I love the graphic design. I was like, this design is so, I love it. And then like later it became like, 
this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's the thing. That's the girl. Yeah, she is amazing. I love her. <laughs> yeah, Nezuko. Nezuko, yeah. So uh, this popcorn bucket, okay. Even to this day, it is selling out before the official opening of the park. Yeah. It's still selling out because, okay, well, number one, you have to get into the park. So you have to buy a park ticket. And it's only one bucket per person, and it sells out so quickly. And by sell out, I mean they cut the line off, and then everyone in the line can buy one, and then they're done for the day. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something, though. The fact that they have every day some stock available is fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I know the the very first day it went on sale, there was an eight-hour wait, and I think they decided to go this other route. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to deal with an eight-hour line. No. Which I can understand. That's... Hard to manage mm -hmm. when you have people in line for that long. Yeah. It just, it's, it's not feasible. Like, come on. So I understand why they do that, but that just means you have to be there really early if you do want to get one. So when I went, the park was said to, scheduled to open at nine mm -hmm. and I got in line at 7.45 a.m. It's not bad at all. They opened the park at 8.45 a.m. the day that I went. Uh-huh. So they let the early entry people in first at 8.30. Yeah. And then they opened the park at 8.45. And I wasn't the first one in line. There mm -hmm. was tons of people in front of me already. Yeah. Which I, I kind of knew was going to happen. But I was, I was in the shade. I was right after the ticket booths. So I wasn't too far back. Mm -hmm. But by the time 8.45 rolled around, the, line, like the amount of people behind me were almost to like the, the front gates, like the, the arches. So there was, a, there was a lot of people in line on a Tuesday. Yeah. So they let us in at 8.45, and I got through mm, maybe 8.55. Mm -hmm. I was finally, like, I got through security, like the bag check, scanned into the park, and then got to the line. So I got to the line around 8.55, the line for the popcorn bucket, and they cut it off just before 9. So I got there just in the nick of time. I waited another hour after that to get the bucket. Uh-huh. There was more people behind me than there was in front of me. That's how far, like, that's where I was in the line. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I checked back later in the day, and they were just finishing out the last people in the line around 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. 11 a.m., 12 a.m., or 12 p.m., I mean? Yeah. Something, I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was much later in the day, in the morning. It's not easy getting that bucket. No, but it's so cute. People were getting so upset that it's being resold for like over $100 online. Yeah, I mean, that's the world we're living in right now. That and also like it sells out every single day. You yeah. have to have a ticket to get into the park and you have to stand in line for effectively two hours at minimum. Did you see how the price went up like the first day? Like the people that bought it on the first day off of the secondhand buyers got a bargain because it was like a 8,000 whatever yen, like I think 80, 88 around there, 8,800 yen. Mm -hmm. And considering the price of the bucket, which is like what, like close to? It was 37. Okay. So close, almost 40, right? And yeah. then the park ticket price, like not bad at all. And then the next day it jumped up. I was like, oh, those first day people that got on Mercari did well. Because a lot of the times the price will be higher on the first day and then the second day it drops. So it's like, it's very interesting. Yeah, I just, I, I got a lot of messages from people just like so upset that they have to pay an arm and a leg for this popcorn bucket. And it's hard to get. 
Are these like overseas people or what? Overseas, yeah. Okay. It's like, well, you can't get into the country right now. Yeah. Someone has to go to the park. Someone Somebody has, to, has to go and waste their time to get the bucket. So if they're charging, you're paying for their time. Some dollars, yeah. yeah. The popcorn bucket, it's not like you can just waltz in and pick it up whenever you want and you know you're good. That 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 would be a different story, but it's, yeah. that's not the reality of it. But anyway, I got the bucket. I'm very happy with it. It's very intricate. And she's in her little box, and it's wonderful. And the popcorn it came with was honey honey and plum. And plum. Yeah. I thought the flavor sounded really nice. It was good. Yeah. It tastes more plum than honey. I wish they would do, like, plum-flavored popcorn, like, in the spring in general. It would be really nice. Mmm. That would be kind of nice. Well, since we're talking about food, the other food... I did the restaurant. Well, I did the one restaurant, the the quick service one, the Stars restaurant. Uh-huh. I got the Rengoku Gyunabe. How was it? It looked really nice. It was it was a curry nabe. Okay. It, it was really good. Gyunabe is like um like sliced beef on rice and there's like curry sauce in it. Mm-hmm. And there's vegetables in it and whatnot. It's very tasty. Very well designed. The cup was kind of cool. And we got both desserts. There was a the Hashira, Hashira element or Hashira something. I can't remember the exact name, but it was like the the fire element, uh-huh. right from Rengoku. Yeah, it was a cheesecake, and it looked like a fireball. Oh, cool! And it was like swirling around, like it, it had a swirl on it to make it look like <laughs> it was like a fireball that was like spinning. Yeah, which I thought was really clever. Uh-huh. That was really good. But I love cheesecake. It was like an orange, an orange cheesecake with cassis. No. Oh, Cassis was the other Cassis the other dessert. So Sorry. Good. Yeah. Cassis was the next dessert, which I'll talk about in a second. The cheesecake had orange, and I think there was a blood orange in the middle of it. Uh-huh. There was like a piece of orange in the middle of the cheesecake, which was really nice. Nice. It was really good. The other dessert was like a chocolate mousse cake, but it looked like the front, it looked like the front of the train. Yes. Okay. Someone on Twitter was like you know eating this cake did we just eat like this demon the train demon guy and i'm like oh my god that's true oh yeah i didn't think about that no you're right, right? you're right i'm like oh my gosh yeah. this is traumatizing Ooh. uh yeah you know you're right yeah it's the train which if you've seen the movie yeah it's the demon it was a really well-designed dessert there's even like the the smoke plumes that's so cool coming out the side and that was like like gray whipped cream well uh-huh. not whipped cream like great great icing yeah and it was like it was really like that was tasty i love the design of it the design was great the flavor eh. oh no it was a chocolate cake it was just a chocolate, chocolate cake, cake with some mousse yeah like, uh, and then it had cassis in the middle of it and i was like well the cassis mm. it, it didn't help no oh sad <laughs> So I preferred the de- the design of it yeah. over the other dessert, but I preferred the other dessert's flavor. Oh, yeah. Blood orange is so good, too. Yeah. So there there was that. Yeah. Then there was uh, three three snacks. There's so three different snacks. And they're, they're all based off of different scenes from the anime. Uh-huh. So there's one where Inosuke, Inosuke is the guy with the boar head. Yeah. Where he's like enamored. I, I don't remember what episode that's from, but he's kind of like... Not lovey-dovey, but he's just like kind of on cloud nine. 
Oh, because he never got any affection. So when anybody yeah. shows him a little bit of fe- affection, he gets so happy. Yeah. So you know that very classic anime trope when someone's happy? Yeah. They kind of like, they, they're kind of floating up and then like the background turns kind of like this bubbly yellow color palette kind uh-huh. of thing. Yeah. That's exactly what this dessert was themed after. Oh. <laughs> so it was a Nikuman, which, which had shrimp in it. And the the bun looked like Inosuke's boar head, mm-hmm. and, but the packaging had the color palette of him being like enamored or just like happy that someone showed him affection. Yeah. So I thought like, oh, the design is really clever. Like it ties into the anime very well, and it looked great. Flavor wise, no. Oh, sad. <laughs> it tasted like what did, a what subpar was it? version of a Nikuman you can get at any. Oh. 7-Eleven okay. or Lawson. Like it was just like a plain Nikuman? It had shrimp in it. Like it had tempura shrimp. Yeah. Oh, but tempura is kind of like, interesting. Uh, That's a little different. Yeah, I really didn't taste the tempura though. I just tasted oh, shrimp. So I'm yeah. like, oh, the flavor wise. You mm. know what they could have done is they could have done it like kind of like the other way around maybe where they make like the Nikuman and they tempura it from the outside. Mm. I wonder if that could have worked. Well, maybe. Oh, no. But yeah, uh, that's a shame. The other one was a churro, which was the part where he broke the sword. Oh, that's great. (laughs) So the churro looked like it was a broken sword. So it was like silver sprinkles on it to Uh make it look like he hit it and it was like sparking. And then there was like a white chocolate on it that had writing on it that roughly translated into like, oh, you broke my sword or something like that. Yeah. It was a churro. Did the cast? I love when they do these though, because like, did the cast do like a fun interaction with you? I feel like they usually have something where they're like interacting with the people buying it. Like they'll they'll like say something like from the show or something like for you to interact with them. Did they do something like that for this? The guy I got just asked me which character I liked okay. because I bought all I bought all three of the desserts. Oh my god. So he's like, oh, which one of the like which one is your favorite character? And yeah. I told him. I was like, oh Zenitsu. He's like, oh great. And Aww. I can't remember what else he said. There's a Zenitsu Dorayaki. So Dorayaki is like the pancake pastry. Yeah. Pancake thing with filling in the middle. How is that? So it was themed to Zenitsu when he was wrapped bandaged up. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at remembering what episodes these are all from, but he's all bandaged up mm-hmm. and the Doriaki is wrapped in mochi, like in thin mochi to look like bandages, uh-huh. which I thought was really clever. And then on the inside was milk cream and also caramel cream. And it was delicious. Oh. It was really good. And the packaging was fantastic. Like it had a, like Zenitsu on it. And he was bandaged up. Yeah, it was really well done. That was that was my favorite like snack. Well, I'm really glad that your favorite character, like that you could enjoy <laughs> that one the most, because that's like always a really fun thing, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. And then there was the the merchandise. There was tons of merchandise. Oh my goodness, there was so much. Stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. Was there any like must must gets for you? From the merch, because there was like they always do like a really great job with the merch lines, but like with something like this popular, it, it's just like almost never ending, right? Yeah, I got my my typical like the clear files, so they have clear files which I got, and awesome. then I got a Zenith, I got a Zenitsu keychain just because it said Universal Studios Japan on it. Yeah, 
but then they have they had a bunch of other like they had some t-shirts they had these bags like leather bags that were themed to all the different characters and they even had the uh, i can't remember the the japanese word for it but like the the outfits of all the characters oh yeah yeah but it's not two pieces it's one like it's almost like one big shirt but uh-huh. it looks like it's a two like it looks like their costume that's like two it. pieces yeah yeah so i thought that was actually really cool a lot of people bought those and were wearing them in the park and they had a lot of in anime culture here there's a lot of emphasis on like collectible small collectible items that have the characters on them Mm -hmm. so they had a ton of the charms i i was looking at those yeah tin like they had can badges they had they had a bunch of other like a lot of blind bag stuff to get all the different characters yeah and but what's really interesting is a lot of people like that are like, for example, in the park that day, they'll be like on Twitter. So like, if you're like, hey, does anybody have this? I'm looking for this and I'm willing to trade this. And you can meet people in the park to like exchange. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did it with Shingeki. I was like, yes, I got the one. Because here's the thing, like USJ, like blind bags in general are like frustrating. But then they have blind bags that can have like upwards of like, I was looking at the charms and there was like, what, like over 10 different charms, right? Mm hmm. And that's a lot, man. Like your odds of getting the specific one you want and not ending up with a bunch of like repeats is like, it's so difficult. So I love that there's like that kind of like fan culture element, you know? Yeah. So yeah, they, they really leaned into that with all the merchandise. So there's there's something kind of for everyone. Yeah. Uh, they even had like, you know, skateboard head yeah. that, that you could get. It was soft. It's meant for like winter. Like it was very like felt. Mm-hmm. and fluffy you know how tokyo disney does like the you know the big head headgear like oh, you know jack skellington yeah. and those kind of characters yeah same thing with the zen or the inosuke boarhead okay that so makes sense same idea yeah people were wearing them in the park i'm like it's 30 degrees right now Why? it's way too <laughs> early <laughs> don't do it yet you're gonna die too hot <laughs> And then there was, you know, mild decorations around the area where the the ride is. The cast were wearing, like, you know, costumes from the show and stuff, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. The one shop, they made it look like a a shop that was from old Japan. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, you know, like, Demon Slayer set in, was it the Taisho era? Yeah. Which is, like, the early 1900s. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, if you've seen the show, like, okay, that makes sense. Cool. And they have like the, the the different logos of all the the demon slayers, the different demon demon uh-huh. slayers. They had those logos kind of lining the area where the the ride is. And then for the VR ride itself, the posted wait time when I went was 170 minutes. Okay. So that was mid middle of the afternoon, uh-huh. and I just thought, well, I'm doing horror nights right after this, so I might as well get into the demon slayer ride now, so I'm not like wasting my time during horror nights in a line. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a good idea. I did that. I ended up waiting just under two hours. So it definitely wasn't 170 minutes, which mm-hmm. I thought was good. So it's like I, I timed it from me getting into the line and leaving the line uh-huh. or le- leaving the attraction. It was just under two hours. Awesome. So not too bad. Couldn't record anything, of course. Of course, yeah. Which makes sense. Effectively, it's a VR coaster. It's the overlay for uh, Space Fantasy, which we, we rarely see these days. You're on the Mugen train is what you're you're on. So you have to have seen the movie, which I'm sure if you if you're going to this event and you're going on the ride, there's a pretty good chance you've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't, make sure you do watch the movie because this will make more sense. 
as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can kind of guess what's going to happen, right? The main characters are there. They're fighting the the train demon. Yeah. And it's just like, just a lot of fanfare. The whole thing is just fanfare is what it is, right? Yeah. Like all the main characters do like their signature moves and, you know, their signature lines and stuff like that. And Nezuko is mumbling around and doing <laughs> stuff. And, you know, like Inosuke's upset about something and um, Zenitsu is whining, but then he does his, you know, his thunder ability. And it's exactly what you w- you would expect, but I loved it. I yeah. thought it was so fun. And I didn't get sick. That was the best oh, part. I was going to ask you that because I was really worried about you. I thought about it. I'm like, why did I not? I didn't feel nauseous because I've done like the Attack on Titan one. Uh-huh. I've done the Godzilla one. I've done the Draymon one and whatever other ones I've done. And I've always come off them like, I, I want to vomit. I just, like, I, I just want to die. Oh, and the Final Fantasy one, same thing. Yeah. I think what it was, because when you're in it, you're on a train and the train, you see the front, like you, you're kind of like in the middle of the train mm. and you see the front of the train, you see where it's going yeah. and it obviously is following the actual, like the physical track you're on. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. And there was no like, cause we were basically like you were on a train. So the movements kind of matched what you were seeing, like the physical movements matched mm-hmm. what was happening on screen. So it didn't disorient me. Whereas, like, the other things, like Attack on Titan, yeah. you're not on a train or any kind of vehicle. Yeah. Like, I think you're on a horse, I think it was. You're, like, on a and then, carriage and then you're flying around. By a cor- by a, yeah, and then it picks you up and, And yeah. you start flying around. So, uh-huh. like, the movement there gets really unnatural. Yes. Right? That's a good point. That's what makes me really nauseous. But yeah. with Demon Slayer, we were on a train, and the train just followed the track the entire time. Okay. So there was this no, like, there was no weird movement per se. Like, we weren't spinning around or anything like that. So I think that's why I didn't get sick. I love the design that they had in the pre-show for, like, the goggles and everything. Did the goggles actually look like that? No, they didn't. Uh, I was like, I loved it so much. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, like, they looked old. Yeah, they looked, like, super Which is very weird. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. But no, they just, they're the normal. I think they're purple. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. What they are. I get it. Yeah. Totally. I, I really enjoyed it. I think mainly because I didn't get sick. That was, I think that played a big part of my enjoyment of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm so glad. Did you see the, the clonoids? No. What is that? You know how they have like the full sized recreation of the characters and there's like a photo oh. op and oh yeah i saw that did you what do you think there. they always look so scary they looked pretty good i thought they looked like, i think because of the style of the show it looked it didn't look bad it looked it looked fine the eyes are always a little scary but i thought it looked pretty pretty good on um, in photos i don't know about in person i do get nightmares well, it was pretty <laughs> good i thought i thought it was pretty good yeah I like the girl, the butterfly girl. So I was like, oh, that's cool. The characters that they picked are really cool. Yeah, they did some really good stuff with that. Was there a long line? No, it wasn't too bad. It was capped to 5,000 people when I went, okay. so it wasn't too bad. So yeah, that, that that was Demon Slayer. Did that all during the day. And then the same night, we did Horror Nights. What What did Horror Nights include this time? One house. Okay. One show, which was a Sherlock Holmes show, which is very strange. Interesting. 
And then they had the the zombie zones. Can we talk about the zombies? The zombies. It was very it was very subdued this year. It was, but the the way the integration of the masks I thought oh, was yeah, so yeah. kind of like stylish and well done. Very clever the way they did that. Uh-huh. I thought I thought it worked. It really did. So normally the zombie zones, scare zones would be the scare actors would just kind of roam everywhere, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of like in the US. But because, you know, it's COVID times, they made it, it was a kind of like a catwalk in these areas. Oh, cool. So the scare actors just kind of walked up and down like this one strip in the area. And then you kind of had to stand on either side of the strip. And they just walked up and down and that's about it. And they would dance every so often. Akoratatat. <laughs> yep. They have that on so uh, they, iTunes now. Of course they do. <laughs> well, that's like the, uh, it's a group. It's a popular group. Yeah. It's, is, it, is it Exile? I might be wrong. I think Exile was in it. I think it's a group of like. Oh, it's like one of the offshoots. Like, yeah. Something like okay. that. Okay. So yeah, they, there was like the the clowns. There was the, the cute section, you know, like the idols and stuff. Then there was like the. Guy, the people with the chainsaws that look like they're in jail, like prisoners. And then there was the, there was an ancient zone, which I don't recall ever seeing before. No, I don't think so. Wait, is it the one that's kind of like how do you say it? Not like tropical, but like it was all it was all Egypt. Yeah, no, yeah, they had that before. Egyptian. Yeah. They did. They, they did. have okay. Yeah, yeah. It was is in the back. Well, it was in the Jurassic Park area. Yeah. And that was probably the most eerie because there was no loud music and they they did not do any of the dancing or anything oh no (laughs) so they just and it was dark yeah it it gets really dark back there it was really dark and the lighting that they did have was red Uh uh-huh so you just see like these like egyptian mummies and pharaohs skeletons and stuff walking around and it it was really eerie i thought that was scarier than well Anything scarier than dancing zombies. <laughs> <laughs> For what they've had, how they did it this year, I'm fine with it because he didn't pay anything extra. So I can't complain. No, no way. I mean, the fact that they did it at all is like incredible. Yeah. So the one, the one scare house they did have, the Gegege no Kitaro. How is that? Better than I thought it would be. I like, I've seen the anime, don't remember a lot of it. It was it was pretty creepy. So Gegege no Kitaro is a manga slash anime that is about this kid who is a demon, mm-hmm. and his father's also a demon, but his father is an eyeball. <laughs> he is an that eyeball. is a demon. Yeah, that bathes in soup, like miso soup. Is it in? Does he bathe in soup, or is it just the bowl? There's always soup in it. I think. Is there? I think it's like he treats it like an onsen. Uh-huh. You know, you're just like you're it's a hot bowl of soup. So it's like you're bathing because this ties into the food later, which we'll talk about. Okay. So yeah, it was the only house kind of walked through and it's like demons and stuff from the show, the manga. And it was really well done, I thought. Because it's kind of set in old Japan, I guess. Older Japan. How do they how do they do it? Like how do they do like the design of the house? You're just like walking through like this old decrepit like Japanese house, right? So very, very classic. You're kind of going through all the different rooms, like, oh, there's the living space. Mm -hmm. And then there was the 
the bedroom and then there was the kitchen and there was all these different spirits in there, right? Mm -hmm. There was one spirit. It was like this woman in a really nice kimono, nice hair. But when she turned around, she had a disgusting mouth and (sighs) no no nose and no eyes. It was just nothing. Oh, no. It was just like flat. (laughs) That was kind of weird. I was like, oh, okay. And then there was a couple of like the characters that are specifically in the show Uh that showed up. Which I thought was kind of cool. There was like the big rock guy. I don't know what his name is. It's this big gigantic rock. Neko Musume, probably. Is that what he is? No, no, no. Neko Musume is the girl. She's like a cat demon or something. She's I think super she was in cool. the end. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't that scary. Like there was a couple jump scares, and that's about it. Like it wasn't anything super intense, but it was just. It was kind of fun. It was designed very well like there was a part where you're going down this hallway and there's like these sliding doors with the paper mm-hmm. the paper sliding yeah. doors and they're all kind of they're kind of checkered they had like projection on it to make it look like it was bleeding and there was like <laughs> eyeballs on them yes. kind of following you <laughs> which i thought was kind of cool and then the, the, some of the scare actors would follow you uh-huh. like follow you through and like telling you to get out oh. like screaming at you to get out yeah get out of here as fast as you can. You're going to die kind of thing. And then there's like the climax where Gigi no Kitaro's there and he's being sacrificed or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what What was the age What was the age thing for this? Like, was there like an age limit? 15. Or was... Okay, okay. 15 and older. Yeah, definitely. It's not for kids. Not for little kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, it, was too, it was too intense for kids. Okay. Yeah, definitely too intense for children. <laughs> Wouldn't do that. No, would not recommend (laughs) so for having one house i thought it was pretty good i like that i think it's really clever that they picked like an old school ip and like a brand new ip kind of dealing with like similar topics like yokai and demon yeah Yeah, like yokai yeah i thought that was very clever on their part then they had the sherlock holmes show which is in the theater for the monster rock or whatever it's called uh uh-huh, uh-huh. what was that like because i was so curious because i'm like this like with everything else like because gegege no kitaro and demon slayer go so well together and then all of a sudden there's sherlock holmes so what was the deal with this show what was it like what was the story it was weird so it's set these actors they play like they played these characters in the movie and they it was about i think it's called the rose sword and the sword is cursed, right? Mm-hmm. So then mysteriously, all the actors start dying in real life, quote unquote, the way their characters died in the film. Because the setting is they're at like the premiere of the film. So the actors are sitting uh-huh. in the seats where we're sitting, uh-huh. watching the film. And the film kind of plays like a short little like two minute scene. Uh-huh. And then something happens. Like one of the characters dies oh. on screen. And the actor in the show dies. And then Sherlock Holmes is there trying to figure out what's going on. This is about 20 minutes long. It sounds interesting, though. It was interesting, but it was like, I don't associate this with Halloween. But it, it's murder. It's a murder mystery. Yeah, it was It was a murder mystery is what it was. It's very dialogue heavy. So if you don't understand Japanese, there was no, no subtitles, no nothing, because everything's done in Japanese. But it was fine. I wouldn't see it again. I don't know. It was just it was just very just an odd choice, I guess. It does feel a little odd. It feels a little bit out of place. Yeah. The choice was odd. But show itself, it was fine. They solved the murder. Most of the actors died. <laughs> oh my gosh. They did like some fun like they did this fun trick with a beheading. 
So one of the characters, like, she gets beheaded in the film. Yeah. While all the characters acting in the show are dying the way they died in the film. So then the girls, like, they did this trick where the lights went out for, like, a second, and then Uh the lights turned back on, and then she was on the ground, and she her head was gone. (gasps) I kind of love it, though, because it's, like, live actors, you know, it sounds, like, really fun. Yeah, I guess the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, it was kitschy. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, like, whenever there's live entertainment and something like this, it sounds, like, kind of wild and really fun. I don't know. Uh, th- maybe the dialogue heaviness took away from it a little bit. So maybe if it was something more like, I don't know, yeah. like a little bit more like streamlined. And it got kind of heavy near the end. Uh-huh. I guess this is where I got confused because it was like Sherlock Holmes, which is not very scary, but then they mixed the elements of like the the curse of the sword. Where it becomes almost like a slasher, right? In a way. Yeah. So then at the end, so you've seen Sadako, right? Yeah. So you remember in that where she pops up at different parts of the theater? Uh-huh. Like she's in the front. Yeah. And then a second later, yeah, she's, she's in the here. back. Yeah. And then she's in the middle. And, you know. <laughs> they did the same trick in this uh-huh. with the, the demon oh. that picked up the rose sword at the end okay. of what had happened. Because like all the actors died and Sherlock Holmes figured out it was some other person that was like, I can't remember exactly, but Sherlock Holmes figured it out. But then, no, he didn't figure it out. The the sword was like lying there. Then like this demon thing came out, picked up the sword. Okay. And then then it started like showing up and like it did the trick where it was like popping up at different parts of the theater, which kind of scared me. I was like, oh, geez, wasn't expecting that. Am I off base or does this tie into the storyline at the table service restaurant, which I think is tied into Hotel Albert? It might be. Isn't I it? Like, I could be wrong. I might be wrong. But I remember the Rose Sword being a big thing. And they, then they must have connected it to Sherlock Holmes that they use it in the movie or something. That very well might be true. And if that's the case, that's actually really cool. Okay. I we got to find out. We got to research. We need, we need to look into this. We need to look into this more. So, yeah, there was that show. And then for the food, I didn't get to do a lot of the food, unfortunately, because they closed everything early. Uh they closed the park at 9, which is much later than Disney. Disney closed at 7. It's ridiculous. Universal closes at 9. Yeah. But the thing is, all of the food stands were closing at like 7.30 or 8. Eh. So I was like, well, I didn't time that good enough. But I did do the Gegege no Kitaro stuff. They had a churro, which was actually not bad. It was a like a salt, salted caramel and kinoko. Kinoko? Oh, yes. Which actually kinoko. wasn't too bad. Ki- yeah, the soy powder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it had the the kite ghost, the kite spirit was wrapped around it. They did the mochi thing again. Uh-huh. Like same oh. like similar to the, the Zenitsu. Yeah. So they wrapped it around so it looks like the ghost was like twirled around the churro. Okay. Okay. That's kind of clever. Kinda clever. Yeah. And then they had the dad in basically a soupy porridge. Oh. I can't remember the Japanese name for it, but it's um like it's a bowl of soup. Like broth uh-huh. and the base is rice, and then there's a, just like root vegetables. It's almost like oden, but it's a porridge. It's ochazuke. Yes. Oh, that, that sounds really tasty. It was actually pretty decent. I mean, you can get that at any convenience store, kind I mean, of well, like flavor wise. Yeah, flavor wise for sure. Like the little the little sachets, and you make it at home. Yeah. Yeah, but like it did. It had like other ingredients in it though, right? 
like fresh ingredients. Presentation wise, it was fantastic because the bowl had the graphic of it. So it looked like it was like a broken bowl <laughs> with the, with the dad in yeah. it. And there's a big mochi in the, in the soup. Uh-huh. And it, it looked like the eyeball, like the dad's eyeball. Oh my God. <laughs> and it had a little, it's always in miso soup. It's not, it's, it's obviously not a crouton. It's the little, like, it looks like a, like a thin crouton. <laughs> It's the best way to describe it. I can't remember the name for it in Japanese. The little crunchy balls? What are those? They look like little squares. Oh. Um, but th- like it's not it's not croutons, like it's not bread. Like rice cracker? No, 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 no. No. I don't remember the name. Anyway, it was like a thin piece of it and uh-huh. it was on top of the mochi to make it look like it was a towel on his head. Oh my god. <laughs> it was so adorable and yeah, mo- mochi is like the pounded rice, so and it was filled with vegetables inside so that was really good oh my god and fun i did the frankenstein hot dog what was that that was an abomination wait did it 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 look like what did it did it look like like an abomination it was a green bun (laughs) with like green basil and cheese sauce on it and there was like a bolt like a piece of bread that looked like a (laughs) a dead bolt bolt. yes Yeah, yeah yeah So there was that. Mm, yeah. And it was actually like, there was a hot dog and it actually t- didn't taste half bad. Okay. <laughs> then I tried some of the Chucky food. All right. They had, well, they, were, they had like a turkey leg that had like cheese and like hot sauce or something on it. I didn't do that because I'm like, mm, I don't care. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. But they had like this float, Chucky float <gasps> that, you know, how, how they put like red syrup on the side of the cup and then fill everything in it so it looks like it's bleeding. Yes. They had that. It was basically just a Coke float. It wasn't anything special. But it has blood it on the cool. side, Chris. It has blood dripping down the side. <laughs> yes. So there was that. I tried the caramel and pepper Chucky Donut. Pepper. Uh, that doesn't like black sound... pepper. Was it good? It was weird, but it was oddly good. Oh, so it's like one of those flavors that you don't think will go well together, but when you taste it, you're like, okay, this is not bad. Because yeah, like the car- like salt and caramel, right? That always yeah, goes together. Yeah, that goes so well together. Pepper, Adds like black a pepper and kick. caramel. It was um, caramel, like caramel cream in the donut mm. with pepper, like cracked black pepper in it. And <laughs> it worked, oddly enough. I would try it. It, so- it sounds really interesting. The design of it was, you know, Chucky's face was on the oh donut. My God. So. <laughs> and that's all I did for the food. There were some other things, but I didn't get to do them. You did a lot, though. I did. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I didn't do the the cutesy stuff. Like, there was um, Snoopy. There was, like, a Snoopy Halloween drink. There was a Minions Halloween drink. Oh, no, I did do the Halloween pizza, but I didn't do it during Halloween Horror Nights. I did it, like, the next like, day or something. Okay. It was at um, Louis' restaurant. So it was this black crusted pizza uh-huh. with peppers. Like it was all red. So like cherry tomatoes, uh, sausage, like pepperoni, and then cheese, of course, and sauce. But they also had cream cheese on it. Oh. And so it, it was really good. I love cream cheese. So I'm a little biased, but it was delicious. The food at USJ is always pricey, but it's always really, really great. Like good yeah, they quality, do a pretty good job interesting with flavors, interesting designs. So yeah, totally. Sounds fantastic. And yeah, that, that's all that I did for Horror Nights. They, they, they had merchandise, not a lot. Mm-hmm. They had like the Chucky merchandise again this year. Big whoop. 
And then mo- most of it was just cute stuff. So they had peanuts and minions was like the big thing. It looked, yeah, that stuff looked really cute. They always have that stuff too. So yeah, that was my experience at Universal for Demon Slayer and um, Horror Nights. I mean, for what they've had to deal with, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, for sure. Like they could have done nothing, right? Yes. (laughs) Like we said, this doesn't cost anything extra, so it's hard to complain. Yeah. You're not having to pay extra for it. Well, except for food. Yeah. And the merchandise and all that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. It was good. Well, hopefully next year you can do Horror Nights. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's up. Because I want to bring bring my son, though. And, like, the thing is, it's, like, in the middle of the school. We'd have to go on a weekend. But, yeah, I do want to go. I want to go so bad. And he'll be 15 so he can get into more stuff, which would be really great. So Yeah, because usually it's, like, 15 is, like, the cutoff, the cutoff. Right? For, like, the stuff that is too intense for children yeah i think hotel albert i don't remember if it was 18 or 15 but like if he can get into hotel albert like that would be so great to like go and like go through that together so that would be really good family's hiding in in the cupboard has like someone is like stalking you outside (laughs) (laughs) great family activity (laughs) well before we go we're gonna thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us over on patreon so remember, if you do want to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explore, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, and Harry. And also thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy. Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Eli, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, and Rhea. And remember to rate, review us everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. You know what to do. And if you have any questions or anything for us, send them to us. Contact at tdrxport.com or find us on Twitter. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor of TDR Explorer. And I'm the one that is admiring my Netsuko popcorn bucket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. Um, I am the one who I think I might see if they have the Gegege no Kitaro comic on Kindle. Because I want to kind of oh, go and read that. It's a good idea. Yeah, let's check it out. Check it out, let me know. Check it out, let me know. Okay, um, you guys, I hope you're having a delightful, spooky season. And keep exploring. All right, explorers, until next time. 